Now I have been thinking and praying during the past days and a great text of scripture burned itself into my heart. It's found in verses 4 and 5 of the 22nd chapter, 22nd Psalm. Psalm 22, verses 4 and 5. Our fathers trusted in thee. That's a great word, isn't it? My praise God, we have the experience of history. Our fathers trusted in thee. And I'm not trusting today in the arm of the flesh, but I'm trusting in the mighty arm of the God of Jacob. Isn't it a great thing today that amidst the storm and the tempest and the clash of arms, the God of battles is in control. The God of our fathers. Our fathers trusted in thee. Let's go on. And they trusted and thou didst deliver them. And here we have, my friend, the celebration of the victory. And those that trust in God shall never, never, never be defeated. You can't, my friend, defeat the purposes of the Almighty God. You can't destroy the covenant plan of the never-feeling Jehovah from having its full fruition. Those that trust in God shall be as Mount Zion. They shall never be moved. That's what the word of God says. Let's look at it again. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted, and were not confounded. There are three great thoughts running in those two verses. There is, of course, first of all, the appeal to history. Our fathers trusted in thee. And then secondly, there is the example of prayer. They cried unto thee. They cried unto thee. And then there is the lesson of faith. They trusted in thee. And as they appealed to history, and as they followed the example of prayer, and as they learned the lesson of faith, there was certain and absolute victory. And I think these are things that we would need to ponder now as we stand at the very vortex of this storm that has arisen in our beloved province. Let me make an appeal to history this morning. This is not the first time that the Ulster Protestants have had their back to the wall. You remember that this province came into existence through the great plantation settlement. This northern part of Ireland was the seed bed of anarchy and rebellion. And on the death 
of Elizabeth and on the accession of James of Scotland, it was decided to plant this province, this wild, unruly wilderness that it was, with settlers from Scotland and the border counties. And these men came and they carved out of the wilderness and the valleys of this province the heritage that we have today. These men were Reformation Protestants. The blood of the covenant flowed in their veins. They knew something of the power and deceptions of popery. And they had cut away from all the bondage of priestcraft. These were men that believed the book and believed in the God of the book and in the doctrines of the book. But my friend, you don't plant the gospel in the heart of Roman Catholic territory and not feel the whole spleen of the Roman system. And in 1641, Ulster had her dark Saint Bartholomew. When the Roman Catholic population goaded on by their priest rose to wipe out our fathers. When the rivers of this land, and you go down and look at the river Lagan and remember in 1641 it was red. It ran red with the blood of our fathers. The river Ban was so blocked up with Protestant bodies that the Romanists were able to use their bodies as a bridge to get from one end of the river Ban to the other. Protestant ministers were crucified upon the doors of their own churches. And down in the archives of Trinity College to this day, there are 2,000 sworn affidavits from Protestants concerning the atrocities and the sights which they saw with their own eyes perpetrated by the blessing of the priests of the Roman Catholic Church. 1641, Ulster suffered. And then you will remember that Cromwell came and Cromwell stamped out the poisonous cancer and the sore in this land. No wonder the Church of Rome hates the name of Cromwell to this day. We need another Cromwell. And every time I stand outside the House of Commons and look at old Cromwell with a sword, I say, God, send us another Cromwell. My friend, you can never appease the Roman Catholic Church. You give Rome everything she wants and she'll never be satisfied until she has mangled the bones of Protestantism and buried Protestantism forever. But friend, that'll never happen because Protestantism is biblical Christianity. I'm not referring to some political ideology this morning. I'm referring to Reformation truth and biblical Christianity. And I want to tell you, my friend, that that rebellion, though crushed, had its rising again before the revolution. In the maiden city, that alas, today has been this object of this violent attack by Rome that maiden city had before 
It's time of terror and it's time of anarchy. I want you to notice something carefully. That at the moment we are seeing in this land identified the leaders of this revolution. Where now is the non-violence of John Hume and Cooper and Fitt and Bernadette Devlin? Where is their non-violence now? It is gone. And on the top of those flats to hear a British member of parliament who has sworn allegiance to the crown calling on our young men to make the petrol bombs and to help to fill them with soap and sugar so that when they explode they will stick to the uniforms of the RUC and burn them to death. And this young woman is still at large in this province. And I would say if you want peace, let's get these troublemakers behind the bars. It's where they ought to be this morning. I'm glad that the leaders of the Irish Republican Army have been rounded up. It's interesting to note that last night was comparatively calm after these men were put into prison. And if we want perfect calm, we've got to get these other troublemakers like Bernadette Devlin and the rest of them behind the bars. It's where they ought to be. Some of us in this congregation have suffered for our Protestantism. We're not speaking out now. You know, there's some voices speaking out and pretending that there are leaders of Protestantism, but in the past, I failed to hear their voices. But some of us have been suffering in this cause for many a day. And we're speaking out of true experience, and we know the issues, and we have seen them clearly. Now, let me go a little farther. Not content to accept the revolution settlement. The Roman Catholic Church in Ireland has done everything to promote arson and riot and murder for the re-establishment of our sole authority throughout every county of this island home of ours. 1798, there was another rebellion. A rebellion in which certain sections of Protestantism was deceived under what was known as the United Irish Men's Movement was supposed to be a movement of Protestants and Romanists for reform. But immediately the rebellion started, the cloak was thrown off, and wholesale murder of Protestants took place in Vinegar Hill in the south of our island. And one priest said, we are slaughtering the heretics, and please God, we will slaughter them all. And that once again the atrocities of 1641 were carried out down in Donegal, a Presbyterian schoolmaster was tied in his chair. A piece of cord was put around his neck, and that cord was pulled until his tongue protruded, and then his tongue was cut out. And they said, you'll never again preach the doctrine or teach the doctrines of Protestantism. And this is what happened. And some of you remember 1921. And some of you are old enough to remember what happened then, and you will remember, friend, the atrocities that were carried out and how goodly men were burned and how homes had awful retribution put upon them. And friend, history is now repeating herself. And today I think that we are in the worst possible rebellion that this country has ever seen. And don't be deceived. Don't think, friend, that this lull is the end. 
It is before the tremendous storm. I think we're only about to see something of the happening. And could I say I regret that the government were so long in getting the special constabulary out, but we're glad they're out now. And we're glad that Ulster's second line of defense is in action. And I would say to the men folk of this congregation, if you want to serve your country, go and offer yourself to the special constabulary if they'll take you. Let me tell you, friend, that this rebellion that we're seeing something off in our midst is sponsored by the Roman Catholic authorities. Let's make no mistake. And that has been clearly seen by the statement of Cardinal Conway. I searched that statement to find one word of condemnation of murder, riot, and looting. I found it not. I looked at that statement to see, and I discovered the only thing that the Cardinal was worried about was the escalation of the violence. He wanted to keep it contained in Londonderry, and I believe that their plan has misfired. I believe that Londonderry was to be the pivot of this whole rebellion, and they were to heat it up so much that there would be a cry to Westminster for intervention from the United Nations organization. And that's why the troops of Hera, a few hundred of them, I had a man who went to Donegal and he studied the situation. He came back and he said he reckoned there was at least 6,000 troops along the border at the present time. What were they there for? To step in, to occupy part of our national territory, and then to make an international situation and appeal it to the Security Council. But thank God that has not happened. And please God, it never will happen. And I understand that the border is well manned at the moment and will continue to be manned by the best possible security forces that the government can put into the field. Our fathers trusted in thee. In those dark days, what did the man of God do? They trusted in God. You remember the slogan of the old Ulster Volunteer Force was for God and Ulster. This, my friend, is a religious and spiritual conflict. It has its political context, and it has its military and police context, but essentially it is a spiritual conflict. And you know what we've got to do? We've got to learn the lesson of history, and we have got to put our faith in God. Our fathers trusted in thee. They suffered. But their blood became the seed of the church. And you know the great thing about the study of Ulster's history is that it has not only been a history of rebellion sponsored by Romanism, but it has been a history of glorious revival. And praise God in this dark day, God is going to send us revival. You remember in 1920s, God sent W.P. Nicholson, a man of God, to this city. And amidst the sniping and the rioting, God breathed, and many hundreds of souls were swept into the kingdom. God can do it again, and praise God, he will do it again. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted in thee. Here we have, my friend, secondly, the example of prayer. They cried unto the Lord. And that's what I've been doing, and I'm sure you have been doing. 
in our own chambers upon our knees we've been crying unto the Lord. And friend, I want to tell you the Lord has answered prayer already. Let me tell you something. The plan to occupy part of Derry by era troops didn't come off. God's people were praying. Then they thought that they would be able to suspend the government. And they thought that Chichester Clark would cooperate with Westminster and that he would say, all right, we're prepared to be suspended as the government. But I'm happy to tell you that the prime minister has refused to bow to any pressures from Westminster, and we thank God for that. And I'm glad that he snubbed Harold Wilson, and he said, I'll come and see you, but if the situation in Ulster doesn't merit my leaving this province, I will not be there. Thank God for this voice today. I was greatly encouraged when I heard this. And I believe, my friend, that the prime minister of this province is not going to bow at this time. I believe he's going to refuse any pressures from Westminster. And I would say as far as the Protestants of this province are concerned, he will get every bit of bagging that he needs. Why should we be suspended because anarchists and Romanists have taken to the gun on arson and murder on the streets? This is not a day for suspending the administration. This is a day for the strengthening of the administration and its support. Faith. Yes, if you pray, friend, you'll believe. There's nothing strengthens you more than prayer. Prayer is the Christian's need of breath. My, we need to have our blood well strengthened by the prayers that we offer. They cried unto the Lord. And what did the Lord do? It says they trusted and they cried. I like that. Because if you look at it carefully, you will find that they trusted first. And then they cried and then they trusted again. Faith leads to prayer, and prayer leads to faith. I pray because I believe. Praise God, I believe because I pray. And thank God as I pray, my faith will be strengthened. And I would like to say to you this morning, no matter what happens in this incoming week, don't you be worried. God's going to deal with this situation. They trusted in thee, and what does it say? It says, Thou didst deliver them, and they were not confounded. Hallelujah. Friend, we're going to win this battle. And I'm glad that this thing came now, and not ten years hence. For if it had come ten years hence, we would have been defeated. Thank God we're in the position as Protestants to win the battle now. Thank God we're in the position to save our heritage now. Thank God we're in the position to be delivered by the power of God now. And praise God, our sovereign Lord is working it all out. And someday we'll bless the hand that guided. We'll bless the heart that planned. When throned where glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. Could be that some of our numbers here will fall in this conflict. Could be that some of our homes 
will feel the bitterness of death as a result of it. But my friend, I want to tell you that in the land of far distances, in the place where the roses never fade, some day together we shall sing the song of victory, the song of Moses and of the Lamb. Let us take courage. Our God is on the throne, and he will preserve us and keep us. My, there's a deep, settled peace in your heart when you're in Christ. And no matter what happens, though Satan should buffet, though sorrows should come, though troubles like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. Hallelujah.